And before the next episode of the Yalabad Podcast, we really want to come out and tell you about something that's very dear to our hearts that we've been working on in the midst of all this craziness of the presidential election. And what is this thing we're working on? It's a scripted comedy podcast that we created called Afterlife Support. Uh, and it's basically about this jaded millennial who builds an AI software program that can talk to ghosts because they are facing problems. Take for example yeah. our favorite ghost, the Pontiana. Yeah. She's someone who hails down taxi drivers and haunts them, right? Mm. But what do you do in a world where you can no longer hail down a taxi driver because everyone is using uh, rideshare apps now? Right? Mm. That's yeah. the kind of problems that our ghosts are facing, and that's why it's a horror comedy. Yeah. And it's not only scary but also funny at the same time. Yeah. So if you are scared by tech, you are scared by AI. Don't worry, the ghosts are scared of them too. Uh, and if you want to get a taste of what it sounds like, uh, here's an excerpt from episode one featuring the Toyo ghost from Malaysia, uh, who we all know, you know, steals money to get their masters rich, but they can't steal money anymore because everything's cashless. Smart nation, you. Smart nation. All right, so here is an excerpt from episode one. <sighs> but now's the day, oh, the haunting less and less. Business also less and less, Bopian. But if your AI can really help us understand this supply chain problem, can help us find out why the dear colleagues so quiet now, then we try. Because otherwise, don't know what will happen to Team Spirit Excellent Goose. Is that really a rat? Oh. <laughs> 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 it's him! Our dear colleague! Oh god, did they really blast it with that with ghosts? But I never really thought, I never, I never actually... Hey, Leah, Leah, focus, focus. Uh, the dear colleague is still just whining like that. I thought you say your software can help me understand. Uh, uh, oh my god. It should work. Let me just make a few. Oh my god. Shut up, la. Call, call, call so many times for But now, I can understand why he's talking! Oh my god! And so yeah, this episode is already out on Spotify. And the link is in the description, so do check it out. There'll be a new episode every week, starting from the Hungry Ghost Festival all the way till Halloween. Mm. So if you're looking for something to keep you, you know, on your toes and a bit scared during this whole season, this is it. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a comedy, yes, but there's also horror elements. And there will be moments that will scare you. Uh, because we worked with a bunch of amazing cast. Uh, Joe Tan co-wrote a lot of episodes. Uh, you have all heard it on the podcast. And this entire series has been sound designed by our very own Tristan. Alright, so just follow the show. Not only because you will get your updates on the latest episodes, but also it's the best way to show support and love to us because it will help the show reach as many people as possible. Okay, so you're on your phone. Just click the follow button on Spotify and we will love you forever. Yeah, and it's really yeah, it's really a labor of love, like, right? Yeah, We've been yeah. working on this 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 past half a year at least. Yeah. So yeah, your any support you guys show us now by following us on following the show on Spotify mm. really really helps. And I mean, it features a different ghost every episode. Mm. There's Pontiana, there's Mananangal, there's Preta from around the region. There's a ghost from India. There's a ghost from China. Yeah. So there's Vietnam, a ghost for everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Vietnam, Myanmar. Vietnam. Everywhere. Everywhere is represented. Everywhere. Yeah. So so just um, check it out. We really hope you enjoy. It. All the links are in the show notes. And now, on to the podcast. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the latest election results with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. We are recording a weekend edition of yeah. Yalabad. Special, Special uh, presidential dispatch. Presidential dispatch. <laughs> yeah. About, like, right after, I think, what, 12 hours? After we really found out what the, yeah. you know, the general, we knew what the results of the election are. Well, yeah. yeah. Bright and uh, uh, bright Saturday morning mm. uh, recording. Just to talk about what went down. Yeah. Welcome right. to the new Singapore. The new Singapore. <laughs> under President-elect. Daman Shamugaratnam. Daman Shamugaratnam. Here we are, man. Yeah, here we yeah, are. Yeah. All these weeks, this is where we're at. Yeah. yeah. But before that, because, uh, uh, I mean, even since both of us came to the studio today, we haven't really been sharing our thoughts mm. about mm. the thing because we want to talk about it here. Yeah. Uh, but before that, anything you want to say to our listeners? Harris? Well, if you've been following this journey, whether you heard of us first during the presidential hustings and, uh, you know, you liked the, you liked the stuff that we've been doing, Please, uh, the best way to support us is to like, follow, subscribe. Uh, all of uh, all of our channels, our social media channels, and especially on Spotify, mm. right, where we've got more than a thousand uh, ratings, really, yeah. or followers, lah. Thousand already. ratings, thousand ratings. ratings. Yeah. Uh, and, and that really helps us, uh, you know, get more visibility. It's not about money or anything; it's just visibility, lah. Mm. More people discovering the the podcast and being part of the community. Yeah. Correct. And if you want to partner with us or work with us, just hit us up on social media or email us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Mm. Sweet. All right. All right. So, how are you feeling, man? Uh, I'm still wrapping my head around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say right now, it's a mix of uh, surprise, shock, mm. uh, optimism, but also disappointment. Fuck, that's not everything. I think my son not have any feelings. <laughs> you feel everything. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm angry. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm angry. Yeah. What about you? Uh, quite shocked uh -huh. at that the landslide victory. Mm. Uh, but also quite, you know, quite happy that uh we've had the chance to exercise mm. our rights as a democracy to vote lah, right? Mm -hmm. To really discuss and look at the candidates and vote lah. Yeah. So whatever the result is, I think everyone give yourselves a pat on the back today. If you yeah. went out and voted lah, right? Yeah. Uh, even if you spoil your vote, at least you went out there and did it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Singapore, you did well. Yeah, because 93.4% yeah. of the uh, voting electorate uh, actually voted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is which I think is, is, is pretty high. Yeah. But how's your voting experience? I heard in the morning there were some like fuck-ups. and all, right? Yeah, in the system. And, and you know, it seemed like Everyone was rushing to vote in the morning and then after that, drive to JB for the long weekend after that. <laughs> <laughs> so this giant jams on the causeway and all that. Yeah, apparently. because I also saw online, you know, people saying, bring water bottle, it'll mm -hmm. be a wait. I'm like, huh? I yeah. went uh, with my wife and my neighbor at about 12, 10. Yeah. And it was fucking smooth. Yeah. Yeah, for you. I went in the morning. Oh. Uh, you know, I did like, a walk with my kid and went there and brought my kid there also, which mm. I, apparently, uh, they said, don't bring your kids, uh. Uh, but I mean, I, I still was with my kid, you know, at one point we just asked him to wait for us for a while. So it was, yeah, it was, it was very pleasant. Like, mm. um, you know, Everyone was very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I brought my kid, he had observed the democratic process. Oh, really? Yeah. His <laughs> first experience of a democratic <laughs> uh, election. But why does it don't bring kids? Just, just in case. No, only voters can enter the polling area and all that. Oh, and, uh, I, mean, I see. That makes so, sense. I mean, you can't bring your pets, obviously, because some people scare And you can't bring your 15-year-old kid also, right? Shouldn't, uh, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't, shouldn't. Uh, because that's an additional person that 
compromise the security. You also can't wear clothes that have the symbols of any of the three candidates. Correct. We learned that. We learned that. Yeah. So before you cut me off there, I was saying that you don't bring people (laughs) that will compromise the integrity of the polling area. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. Before I went into something very trivial. Very trivial and like using a joke to cut off a serious point (laughs) that people are saying. We've talked about this, Harish. <laughs> Stop interrupting people. Yeah, just what? Last last Friday, last Thursday, right? Last yes. Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Trying to make a serious point. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an integrity in the process. La. And mm-hmm. I, I was very... Uh, uh, I heard that people had to report at 6 a.m. to polling stations. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of people were... I mean, by the by noon and all that, they're exhausted already, la, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, uh, I hope nobody got angry at polling stations with with people and all. Did you? Were yours so smooth? Yeah, very smooth. And like, everyone was very nice. Yeah. And I remember back in GE 2020 also, everyone was very nice. So, shout out to all the volunteers who were there. Uh, I mean, I went midday. They mm. probably had shift work till like 8pm, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the shifts were like, but yeah. long, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it was hot, man. Hot. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was hot. Yeah. It was Where, okay. In the morning, yeah. it was okay. La. The morning, the morning. was fine. Then after yeah. that, you went JB, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to JB, but uh-huh. I just I just walked around, enjoyed the fact that you, know, you walk around, people you see people carrying their mm. uh, ballot papers or whatever, like, right? And then, you know everyone's just like rushing somewhere to to you know exercise their democratic responsibility. Yeah, yeah. and there's exercise. something nice about that. Yeah, like everyone just you know everyone is playing their part to shape Singapore in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some way. Then you uh-huh. walk, I got in a taxi, say, Uncle, you voted not? You know, every, every, it's a conversation starter. Yeah, yeah. Anybody, then now yeah. how? These next few weeks, how? I think, uh, we're back to regular. You can still ask maybe for a few days. Hey, who did you vote for? <laughs> uh? I think by next weekend, right? People are like, Darren, shut the hell up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so that was the process. I think mm. it, was, it was good. Um, mm. Then last night, did you have like a big like uh, watch party? Like Duncan Nian did at his house and all that. <laughs> I mean, I happen to have a family gathering uh, and I was wanting to put on the TV as early as possible. <laughs> but then, like, like some, some of the aunties and uncles were like, oh, you know, we put on the TV, then we'll stop talking. And I'm like, okay, fine. But the moment I knew 9 p.m. there's going to be a live stream, yeah, I'm like, yeah. can we just put on the TV and put it mute? Yeah. Yeah, because you can see the ticker tapes and mm. all that, you know. Uh, yeah, that was for me. Mm. For you? Uh, I was quite surprised because I already switched on TV from like 8pm expecting there to be like non-stop coverage but it's nothing. nothing. Exactly. They're just like, oh, you know, this Asia news, business news. Like, <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Can you just even just put a live stream outside Tankin Lian's house and see who is walking it out? I'm interested in that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, they didn't have it. Yeah. Did you even know that it was going to, I mean, did you have any idea of what the format was going to be? Because I was like, the general timeline I knew was 9pm the live stream will start. 10 to 11, there will be the sample count. Yeah. And then by like midnight, they will release. Yeah, yeah. Did you know anything else about what was going to be shown and stuff like that? I mean, I knew they would probably get like a Eugene Tan. Oh, my God, Eugene. <laughs> they would probably get a Eugene Tan or a Jillian Ko to come and talk and just, you know, talk about generally the mood and the elections and the last two weeks. Mm. A bit more analysis la, in the lead up. La. That's what yeah. I thought, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my reaction to that was, I mean, Eugene Tan, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. But his comments are all... Yeah, it's definitely skewed. Like. It's definitely skewed. Um, um, I think it's skewed. Okay, but it's just sometimes it's just saying a lot about nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the like, bigger problem. It's not entertaining. Not that I need to be entertaining. It needs to be engaging. Yeah, it's not, yeah. like, you know. But he's always in the, in the end this state. You know, there was one point and here we have in the studio to provide analysis. I'm like, Eugene Tan, Eugene Tan. Uh, yes, yeah. yep, Eugene Tan. <laughs> And and they, they even cut him off at certain points. When <laughs> I think he was just droning on about very uninteresting things. Yeah, well, we yeah. need to cut now to a commercial break. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So, I mean, the first time there was probably a spike in emotion. Like, what, what was that process? Because a lot of people were probably watching it also. Yeah. What yeah. was your emotional uh, roller coaster of uh, 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 starting it from like 9pm? 
from 9 p.m. I, 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 when I heard that they would take at least two hours for the sample count to come out, I, so I, I, I think at nine plus, I went to McDonald's to go and tap out some nuggets and oh. everything, like oh. make it like a thing, you know, <laughs> like drink some wine and eat some McDonald's and watch. Uh. Uh, it's going to be a late night, you know, preparing <laughs> for a late night. Then I mean, yeah, la. Then 10 p.m. rolled around and then uh, I was just watching live stream and just waiting for that. Oh, come, breaking news, breaking news. Yeah, yeah. And then when it was announced, then I was like, oh, okay, la. you know, and then I just quickly finished up my nuggets, packed uh. up and then I got ready for bed. La. <laughs> so no late night. No late night at all, no late night, yeah. Because the sample count also came closer to 11, right? Came quite late, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there was one part, I think, before that, they showed, they just uh, showed live streams of the where the presidential candidates mm, were, mm, right? Yeah. And, I mean, Taman was at the Taman Jurong Food Centre, I think. Yes, yeah. And it was packed, packed man. Packed to the brim, yeah. It was packed to the brim. Um, and then they cut to Ang Kok Song, who was at the office of his social media agency. Gush Cloud. Gush Cloud, Which I, yeah. Actually, it was not a public public thing, right? Yeah, Gush it was Cloud was publicly associated with Ang Kok Song. Yeah. I mean, we kind of know because when the industry and... Uh, the, the, I think those people who came with him, yeah. uh, we found out were working with Gush Cloud. But I think last night was like the first time Gush Cloud's name was mentioned in the same yeah. breath as yeah. Ng Kok Song. Right? But the, 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 the drastic difference, mm. you know, Taman was in like his arena, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taman Jurong. Yeah. Taman Jurong, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Fuck, really, yeah. Ta- Taman Jurong. Then Ng Kok Song was there and then Tan Kilian was at his house. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which which also points towards the the three very different personalities, like you know? Yeah, and his house, his guests were basically Lim Tian, Iris Ko, yeah, and a lot of uh, the opposition kind of characters, like Yeah, 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 yeah. Then of course the first thought that I think a lot of people, including you, had was like, who is neighbors be thinking? Because there's there's press, right? Mm. There's a lot of lights and all that, but you know, like, it really goes down to him, you know, being a man of the what do you say, man of the people, uh? Uh, you talking about Tankinen? Yeah, Tankinen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man of the people. In his, uh, and I guess landed property and everything. Yeah, so yeah. it's a bit more private. Yeah. yeah. So so then, already there, I was like, oh, okay. Um, And then when the sample count results came out, I was very surprised. You were very surprised. Very surprised. Very pleasantly surprised or just what? I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised. Mm. And I've been trying to unpack why. Mm. You are... From that disquiet you're feeling to this to this landslide, uh, yeah, victory. Because like. I checked, I was like, eh, what what is the discrepancy? Because uh, even between my my wife and my mom, every few days we've been just taking estimates la, or mm. what we estimate the the percentage would be. Yeah. Uh, my estimate was that Taman will win by sixty five percent. So it's seventy percent, not too far off. Yep. But yep. maybe it's just the fact that it's seventy percent, which is a high number la. It is, uh, yeah. Right. So I was a like, whole oh, shit. Yeah, but, but what about you when you saw that sample count? I think the official prediction I was I was doing was like fifty to sixty for Taman. So mm-hmm. seventy is really high. Uh, Tankinian's numbers actually I thought was would be around there fifteen to twenty percent. Mm. Uh, I think Unkok Song for me was the big surprise. Yeah, that he barely was just ahead of Tankinian. Yeah, and and he really didn't pose any threat to to Tarman at all. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I think I think we we both also said before that Tan Kilian, for anyone who said they would he would, they would get like one or two percent. Yeah, no lah, it's definitely more than that. Yeah, but yeah, like you, I also thought Ang Song would get more. Mm-hmm. So whatever I expected Tarman to not get, I thought would go to Ang uh, Song lah. Yeah, but so, it's yeah. I mean, like if you had to look at a broad picture and uh, characterize. 
you know, how you felt the last two weeks versus what the results are, like, right? Mm. You know, how what 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 will you say is like the what at what point do you think you were the most the closest to making this accurate prediction? I think the past few days. <clears throat> or mean the, the yeah. last few days, really? Yeah. My initial estimate was 50 plus percent. Oh, okay. But when I look back at what I was sharing in my own WhatsApp group with yeah. my wife and my mom, my percentage was going up. Uh, for I, see, I, see. Yeah. I see. But it was something that I kind of like, I was forcing myself to just be more conservative than more liberal. Mm, mm, it's almost like the con- conservative tax. Yeah. Whatever you feel, you have to put a tax on top of that. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So that was how I came to that number. I see. You? Uh, for me, I think our early discussions about what we thought the numbers would be, uh, ball it be, ended up becoming much closer to the what the final result was. La. Oh, oh. So, said, I feel like what we initially were saying about uh, Ngok Song's chances and also uh, Tan Kin Lian's chances uh-huh. and then the fact that Taman will have a very resounding win. Like, I think we said that quite early on la, right, mm, in our, mm. all our discussions and I think that actually coming from our gut feel from the mm. start, that was actually the closest to reality. Mm. Yeah. Whereas everything else halfway was, I realised, was probably informed a lot by noise on the internet and everything. Like. Yeah. And then it ended up shifting the percentages. But actually, if we had just trusted our gut from the start, <laughs> that's probably the closest really. Like. Yeah, and I mean, for Ngkok Song, like, that one also grew, because even though I, ex- mm. I thought Tamil would win by 65%, my estimate for Ngkok Song was a lot higher than the actual one. Yeah. And I think, yeah. like what you said, like, it's probably because uh, if you go online where his main presence was felt, yeah, it felt like his footprint was very wide. Like. And he had the most Instagram followers. Yeah. Uh, all of this, yeah. Yeah. He really grew from nothing. Like 100, 130, 140 130k. So then, so then, okay, then the sample count came and like, uh, you start seeing the speeches by the three of them. Yeah. Um and yeah, by then I think almost everyone knew already, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they also said sample count generally the margin of error is one to five percent. Yeah, it's very low, and especially for a presidential election. Yeah. Uh, compared to a general election, uh, general yeah. election I think the margin possible uh potential for a change high, yeah. is higher because yeah. usually it's small samples, right? Mm. But presidential election is hundred twenty thousand essentially uh sample count. sample counter, right? Mm. Yeah. So that's actually a very big big percentage. So then what happened to you after that? You pack your nuggets pack your wine and go and sleep. <laughs> I, I knew I was done for a night already. Like. I just went back to reading emails and everything. Uh, uh, but it, it just made me reflect uh, a lot about mm. what we've been talking about feeling the last few days where, mm. uh, you know, from the very start, like, uh, I, I think one of the things that we, we talked about here was we were hearing from a lot of people that Ng Kok Song and his, his ultimately his relationship with his fiance uh, was a non-starter for a lot of people. Like, they wouldn't even consider voting for him mm. because of that. La. And, uh, you know, over time, I was like, oh, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah, maybe there's some people who really do want something. And oh, he seems to be running a very strong social media campaign. Even that message about not putting up any banners, that, that speaks to young people, you know. Mm. And, and yeah, Instagram follows. But yeah, it shows you that this Instagram follower bullshit doesn't mean anything. So much on TikTok That's having millions true. of views on TikTok. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah, you you're entertained on TikTok, but you vote <laughs> based on yeah. what you can see and feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is damn true. And I mean, if you think about it, his ending percentage was fifteen point seven two. Tan Kin Lian thirteen point eight eight. Yeah. So like a one point six percent. Yeah. Uh, difference yeah, la, Right. One point eight percent. Uh, so so then you look at it, it's like oh shit. Here is someone who did so many things that you look back didn't help his case. Mm, mm. And here is someone who was, you know, like saying wants to be environmentally friendly. Yeah. 
you know, going social media. 45 years in, in public service. Yeah, and focusing really on like, like being everywhere online. Yeah. And doing everything by, by the, like, yeah, by the yeah, book. By right. the book yeah, la. yeah, and you know, even like being a lot more aggressive in the last week, mm, which we mm. both said, oh, I can see the teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even his second presidential broadcast, mm. he was quite targeted. He at, called out ex-finance minister, right? Yeah. yeah. And I listened to him, I'm like, wow, shit, this guy, like, respect, man. Yeah. Then you look at it, you're like, oh, shit. He barely beat Tankin Lin. Fucking Tankin Lin singing Phantom of the Opera on karaoke. Did you see the videos of that? No, I didn't see it. Didn't there see were it. some videos of, of live streams that he did before where he sang, was singing karaoke or dancing and, and doing Rubik's Cube and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so one of them is a very funny video of him singing the Phantom of the Opera, wearing oh. the Phantom of the Opera mask as well. Yeah. So it's all over the internet. Yeah, so this guy, like, almost, like, was, like, neck to neck with Kok yeah. Song. Which then makes me think that you know, even last night, there was a video of Iris Ko, mm, who is one mm. of the backers of Tan Kin Lian, yeah. losing her mind at Tan Kin Lian's house, yeah. shouting at a reporter. While and taking bihun. While taking bihun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, oh, because the bihun was outside, is it? Spewing her non-vaccinated <laughs> saliva all over the bihun. <laughs> yeah, so she was scolding one reporter and there were other reporters there. Yeah. And she was saying stuff like, you know, uh, it is your fault for, you know... Putting out negative stories. Yeah. yeah. about And never finding negative stories about PAP. Shame on you. Shame on all of you. Yeah. You're not doing your job. Yeah. Go home. Then on Reddit, I saw one comment, yeah, when you're pissed but the bihun is too good. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you really was just taking bihun at the same time <laughs> yeah. while scolding them. It's like, fun. But then, you look at that, okay, there's Iris Cole who is very polarizing. Mm. And mm. I would imagine, as much as she got supporters, got a lot of people who are not the biggest fans. Like, mm. Then you get polarizing figures like Lim Tian... Uh, and then I don't know how much Tan Cheng Bok and Tan Ji Se helped by endorsing also. Mm. Uh, and then you look at the misogyn- uh, uh, Misogyn- misogynistic yeah. comments, the comments about LGBTQ which he made on our podcast. Yeah. If you took away all that, right, I'm, I'm assuming his chances would have been better. Better, like. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. He would have beaten Ng Kok Song probably. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Is something that that I, I the people in power must take notice, lah. You know, mm, mm. Uh, because Ng Kok Song was probably appealing to a totally different demographic. Yeah, right. So then you look at the that uh, the Tangkilian supporters and that demographic is probably bigger, because I can't imagine everything that happened around him helping mm. his case, like you know, like you pointed out also, right? Like his last few days, he almost tapered off. You know, mm. no walkabouts and all yeah, that. Yeah, right. Uh, I think and yeah. So to uh, Eugene Tan's credit, lah. He did point that out that even though, yeah, you look at Tanki Indian's percentage, 15% or 14 whatever percent, compared to Tarman's 70%, uh, resounding win for Tarman, right? Mm. But you got to think about those, that 15% that's still voting for Tanki Indian in spite of everything that has happened, right? Yeah. That's, uh, he, previous election, Tanki Indian had only like 4, 4.8% or something, less than 5%. And now he's almost like tripled that number mm. to 15%. And that is in spite of everything that he says, the nativist rhetoric, the misogynistic kind of statements, the almost racist kind of, uh, always race, a very um, simplistic view about race uh, that he brings yeah. to the table. Even in spite of all that, he still got 15%. Mm. And people would rather vote for that than vote for, you know, Ng Kok Song, who maybe seen as part of the establishment and all. Yeah. So that tells you that group of people who, you know, are that, disenfranchised and that frustrated with things is growing bigger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, while Tarman supporters and all, uh, you know, can celebrate this, the very, very resounding mandate that he's been given. But I think as Singapore as a whole, we also need to look at the election, eh? Why is it mm. 
that those elements of uh, of um, the population are feeling like that and there seems to be more of them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, and then on the other end of the spectrum, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sad that Taman is president because mm. I do like respect him a lot, admire him a lot. Yeah, I think it's more the broader trends that have come out, Yeah, I think someone uh, uh online also pointed out that um, despite all the scandals the past few months, despite all the perceived angst towards the establishment and mm. the incumbent, um, and we're not too far away from all that. And here is a candidate who just resigned a few months ago. Mm. Whatever sentiments they have towards the party still cannot outweigh the, the I don't know the the fondness that people have for Taman. Mm. So it's almost like the scandals didn't drag him down. Didn't, yeah. Yeah, maybe if not for the scandals, his percentage would be even higher. Even higher, yeah. Right. Maybe. And then you look at it, you're like, oh shit! Like Taman, in everything he has contested over the past few elections, he has done fucking good. He's like that A star student, mm-hmm. right? I I think even uh, as a presidential election, yeah, Tan Tony Tan was like 34 percent. Yeah, 34, 35. Yeah. 70 percent is crazy, la. Yeah. So on one hand, then I was thinking, then is it not a good thing that two in three Singaporeans have belief in the president? Mm, and I think, yeah, that can be a good thing. Yeah. Because you know when Tony Tan and Tan Ching Bok were that far apart, right? Yeah. Then you have a president who like one in three people kind of want. Yeah. Yeah, then it feels like, huh, then okay lah, like, anyway, presidential is just ceremonial. Yeah. Whereas with Taman, I feel there is a sense of belief and optimism that he's going to do more lah. Mm, mm. Right, and that's why I feel okay. I guess that is a good thing. Mm. I'm excited to see what he brings. I think we should all hold him accountable for whatever he has very verbally promised, mm, mm. So what, is, what, yeah. is, what has he promised that that is that is they need to hold him accountable for? Like you know what he said, he will that whole respect for all things. Mm, mm. You know, like focusing on uplifting everyone, okay, reducing okay. inequality, making sure that anyone who feels like a nobody can become a somebody. Mm. Which to me it speaks to a lot of what like the general feeling of like you know you you get all these the rich coming into Singapore yeah. and the wealth inequality is is going and like education we talk about meritocracy but everything feels like it's getting wider mm, mm, so mm. to me when I hear that I'm like oh he's gonna try and reduce the gap mm, mm. yeah so yeah I mean uh in some ways voting for Tarman and you know the fact that he by and far, I think we've said before that he's the best candidate, right? mm. Regardless of however the campaigns were done, he's mm. the best, uh, most qualified, overqualified for the job, in fact, right? Mm. Um it's kind of maybe a reminder that Singaporeans do uh want to vote for someone who who, you know, is is free from the the stain of uh, you know, scandals and things like that as well, right? Mm. And uh I think to his credit, I mean, to his campaign team's credit, I think we were like, oh, you know, it's just very focused on the positive, on like only the kumbaya aspects of mm. uh, of Tarman and not really talking about all the other things as well. And to their credit, maybe that worked, uh, you know? Mm. Maybe that's what um, they really were, were gunning for, that there's no, no chance of controversy or being linked to all the scandals and everything that, uh, that are unfolding in mm. parliament and all that, right? Mm. And really separating the person from the the party, from the government, mm. who she, you know, whether it is by talking about what their favourite hawker food is or watching him do calligraphy or whatever. Maybe that's the point, it worked, you know? 
Mm. And Singaporeans decided, hey, president, and Singaporeans heard the message that the presidency is not about party politics or, you know, partisan politics. It's really about uh, the individual. Mm. And it worked in their favor. Yeah. But on that note, right, mm. I'm just thinking, like, are people voting because Taman is Taman? Or Taman stands for something? Mm. Because, like, and there was some of the stuff that I wish we got a chance to ask him. It's like, sometimes it feels like he, you know, you look at his resume and you know, he has mm. done so much. Yeah. And that is enough for people to just be... Because yesterday, even with my family, I was hearing them talk about Taman. Mm-hmm. And he's like some superhero. No? Yeah. Like he's, he's like beyond human level. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like, oh, so then are people voting for just the, almost like the image of Taman, the, the, mm-hmm. the myth that is Taman, the, the enigma that is Taman versus like him really as a person. I feel mm-hmm. the brand Taman, right, is yeah. fucking strong. Uh yeah, but but then to his credit, that the fact that he's not had scandal mm. in all these years of service, he's not had, he's not come out as like uh, a vindictive, combative kind of politician that people can't stand in parliament, right? Mm. It is also that that's that tells you something about the person, right? Mm. That he's able to rise above this uh, tactical fray as he talks, yeah. as he says, yeah. and really focus on policies and all. And maybe that's what people have wanted. Like in the last two months, it's been quite tiring sitting through hours and hours of parliamentary debates about Rideout Road, about uh, about uh, Tan Chuan Jin and, and the political and affairs within parliament and all. Yeah. Maybe people sick of the shit. Lah. And ultimately, mm. this candidate is someone who has gone through that whole same system, but has not come out with, you know, like a scandal of that kind of nature, lah, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what, if anything, you should reward, lah, right? That's true, that's true. Because, I mean, it's almost become, it feels like to be a successful politician, you must. Like, you know, sometimes you see some of the current PAP ministers be mm. so adversarial in parliament yeah, yeah. and behave like, like, what? To, to win in parliament means you must be condescending. Mm, mm, mm. But like what you're saying, yeah, which I, which I agree is that he's kind of showing that, no, you can be very respected. Mm. You can win huge amounts of support and not be a dick. Mm. In fact, over the past few days when he was questioned about his son's, you know, preemptive change mm. in a position in MOF, was like well, the first time I can recall seeing Taman be a little, like, mm, feisty. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which in itself says something. Mm. You know, if you tell me, oh, there was this interview where uh, Shamugam was like feisty, I'm like, yeah, but... That's, yeah, every, interview. <laughs> every interview is like that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so so that, that yeah, like, it's also testament. Like, he's been in politics for a long-ass time, mm. right? Mm. So yeah, so, so I agree that, that that is something that we should hold, like give him credit for. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, the other two candidates, uh, Tan Kin Lian, obviously his views quite problematic for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ng Kok Song, I think uh, we were calling it quite early on that it was a non-starter because a lot of people were, a lot of people we were talking to could not, could not accept the disparity, age, age gap between him and his fiancée. But you know what? I still feel like it is, I never experienced that in, in people I was talking to, but you said you I did, I just right? felt it overwhelmingly and I think to me the results kind of like bore that out also. Lah. Like it's, I mean, the, the results plus the disparity from what you were seeing online or social media like fawning over him and everything. Mm. Lah. You know, that maybe people follow him for his very interesting life and, and his very interesting views but they will not vote for him because of, of some of these personal things. But it also made me think that the online thing is is really a bubble. As much as you think you're not in a bubble, yeah. the fact that you're online reading about politics probably puts you in a bubble already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. Um, and 
But at the same time, I think like uh, for me, the highlight of last night was actually Ng Kok Song's speech. Mm. After he kind of like uh, accepted that, you know, Taman is likely to be president. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, I think as much as we like say Tan Kin Lian, oh, he's a, he says all this stuff. I think both of them, right, deserve a fucking round of applause. Mm, mm. Because it's so, you look at what, what they have gone through the past few months and to come out and lose by that extent, mm. it's not an easy thing to, to take, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, Ang Kok Song was very gracious in his speech, mm. saying that he set out with his main goal to give Singaporeans the chance to vote. Yeah, yeah. Which is a very respectable thing. And a public holiday. Right? Yeah, like a public holiday. <laughs> exactly. Fucking <laughs> 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 thank you to both of them also for a public holiday. Yeah. But yeah, when you look at it, and and I think it is, it, it's 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 a very good sign that they came to step forward, even Tan mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think both of them. Yeah, I I I have very uh strong uh, I have very strong feelings that uh, I am very happy that none of them lost their election deposit, especially yeah. the two of them. Yeah. Because I always fear that the, you know, the, the bar has been set so high for private sector candidates or people not from the typical uh, public sector track, like the yes man track of like, mm. you know, uh, Pem, Pem Sag and the minister and blah, blah, blah and all that, right? Mm. I just feel like it's such a bad look if one of them lost the election deposit and then they get ridiculed and people will be like holding it above them. Ah, you're going to lose your election deposit again. Like it has for Tan Kin Lian, right? Yeah. And he talked about it, right? He said like, it was very bad for his, him and his family. His family didn't want him to run because you not only lose face, you lose money somehow, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So at least at this point, the dignity, you know, he, mm. he got back his money and, and yeah, he ran a contest and he was, I mean, ultimately, he, it, what the optics of it is that you lost to a much, much better candidate that both people, no matter what your background is, could not fight against yeah. him, like, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's not, it's not that Tan Kin Lian was, is, cannot make it or whatever. It's just really that Tamran is just too good, really, a candidate. Like. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, yeah, to put themselves out there, put their family through, you know, that whole thing. Uh, I think we got to just, uh, yeah, like, thank them. Like, even if you don't agree with them, you got to thank them for giving people the choice and being part of this democratic process. Uh. Yeah, and very least, like you said, the public holiday. Yeah, yeah. At the very least. It was great, man. I I I, I mean just I, I know this is not like uh, the platform to talk about this kind of thing, la, but like I really brought my son there. You know, we we walked we walked to the polling station, you know, and then brought his little bike, and then after that we biked around mm. aimlessly, you know, had a had, had snacks outside, ate ice cream outside, everything. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just a really nice day. <laughs> I was like, wow, this day would not have existed without this presidential election, you know? And I don't know what about it about yesterday that felt, made it feel different. Yeah. I don't know whether maybe like well, subconsciously all our brainwaves were in tune or something. Yeah. But it felt different from like like any Saturday or any public holiday. Yeah, yeah. It just felt like things slowed down. Yeah. And everyone had a Time mission. Yeah. Like you had everyone by 8pm you got to do something. Let's yeah. all do it together. You know? Yeah. There was something very very romantic about that. La. So, mm. so that was nice. Yeah. Um, But going back to like the broad trend also when you see like 70% and then these two candidates then the first thing that, I mean, okay, one of the things I also thought was, okay, then is the process as robust as it can be to get uh, candidates to, to run and qualify? Because, mm. like, you know, you, you just said that um, the bar has been set so high for people who don't go down this government track mm. to qualify. That feels like, whoa, that, that feels like a bottleneck. Mm. Because it can't just be that there are only two other candidates who are eligible to contest uh, for the presidential election. Because, mm, mm. I mean, Singapore, or in general, they are, they are competent people everywhere. Yeah. 
there are people who manage billions of dollars if, mm-hmm. since we now know that the president's role is a lot to do with the reserves. Just feel like, what? How, 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 the, how does this process kind of like, is it as robust as it can be? Like? Robust meaning... Uh, like getting the best possible oh, the people best to run. Yeah. Uh, I can't say, I, I mean, it's hard to say what's the best also, right? Mm. So it depends. But all I would say is that at least Ng Kok Song ran a good campaign. Mm. He got himself out there. He, you know, even in, in spite of what we say about the, the age gap between him and his fiance and all, he still even, you know, he he put that out there for people to, you know, judge and all. Mm. And I think he's walked away with a lot of people respecting him for mm. for doing what he's done. Lah. And, uh, you know, even on our podcast, the things he was saying, people listened and they they responded very well also, lah, right? They said, you know, this guy is has the presidential qualities as well, lah, right? Mm. Might not vote for him, but at least we know that these people exist. Yeah. And that's a good sign. I think yeah. that, that points towards... Uh, there being talent outside of the usual, you know, government, firm mm-hmm. uh, track, uh, talent that is can be as good or you know as as anyone that that, that qualifies from government, uh, mm. and that they can come in and run a campaign that is very dignified, that in spite of uh, whatever shortcoming in terms of resources and all that, can still uh, you know uh, get people to sit up and notice. Mm. and get you 130,000 followers on Instagram and, and then you can become influencer after that. Lah. Yeah, and I mean, even more than 130,000, <laughs> Ng Kok Song, who, because Tan Kilian ran before. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Ng Kok Song, sure, he was uh, from GIC for like 40 plus years, yeah. but no one, no one knew, knew him. Yeah, nobody knew and him. And in the end, 390,000, 41 people voted for him. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. huge fucking achievement, man. Mm, for someone mm, to mm. come out of nowhere and mm. vote. And I hope it also inspires people who Maybe have thought about, hey, maybe I should run for president. Then you got six years, lah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You got six years. Even George Go said that 2017 was when he started planning mm-hmm. and getting his like finances in in like um, shape to run, lah. Yeah. Right. So it takes a while, lah. So if anyone's listening out there, yeah, man, like who knows, man, the next election. Yeah. You should quickly go and call up all your friends who run five hundred million dollar. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm meeting, to get rich. Yeah, I'm meeting all <laughs> of them for my my schedule back. Uh, uh, yeah. So. yeah. Or now, now they have six years to, or at least three years to bring the company to 500 million. And then right? be profitable then, for yeah, the next three. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, just yeah. maintain profitability. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Then they can run, yeah. It's a very yeah. high bar. It's really high. It's it's, it's hard. La. It's hard to qualify that and way. And I mean, the next election will be when Taman's 71. So mm. who knows, maybe he might run again. He might, he might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but one thing we haven't mentioned at all about how like talking so much about the politics mm. actually resulted in us going out of Singapore. Out of Singapore. Oh, oh yes, yeah. that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, we totally totally forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It at the Someone people did did see us uh, on our subreddit. Yeah. yeah, they did post a screenshot. But what is it? Um, it is the fact that uh, Al Jazeera, mm. the quite quite respected um, international news network, international news network, mm. they sent a correspondent to Singapore to cover the election, mm, mm. and they interviewed uh, like uh, some analysts and commentators. Yeah, and us. Yeah. Yes. So we are in an Al Jazeera video sharing our thoughts about what we feel about the election and they refer to us as political podcasters. (laughs) That was the part I was like, eh? No. (laughs) We just just spoke about a teacher becoming an OnlyFans creator. I don't think that's politics, right? (laughs) But I mean, still Al Jazeera. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. The journalists, yeah, they came down to our studio. We'll put the link uh, to the video in the description. Yeah, so Mm. we are on Al Jazeera. Yeah. So, I mean, we have checked off every mainstream media outlet in Singapore already Mm. over the years. 
uh, I think overseas, yeah, South China Morning Post got also. Yeah, yeah. A few LA outlets, mm. and then now uh, Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera, Middle East, man. Middle East, All the man. Way to the Middle East. Sick, man. Yeah. So, so that was a nice, nice thing. Yeah, it was a nice thing. But I mean, at the, at the end of it, like uh, we've been talking about like presidential stuff and all yeah. for the past few weeks. What are, What are some of your reflections? Uh, I mean, the big question going through my mind like now is like, if George Go had qualified, lah, right? Mm. Would that would that really have changed the outcome of this election, lah, right? mm. Given now we know that that Tarman is so overwhelmingly supported, and all the talk about Ng Kok Song splitting the Tarman vote and all that, I mean, it's it's it didn't happen, lah, right? Mm. So would George Go really have made that huge dent? In uh in the election process, uh. mm. that's my big question, no? Yeah, because mm. I, I think that's something that we referred to, like oh, you know, like if George Go was in this contest, it'll be it'll look very different, uh. But um, just looking at the results, like, I'm like, wow, it's uh, so overwhelmingly in favor of Tarman, and uh, that's one thing. And the other thing is um, how is uh, a lot of people, some people on online were saying that uh, this presidential election can kind of be a referendum for how people are feeling about the mm. government now, right? Given the scandals and everything. And with this resounding victory, does it mean that it's time to call for a snap general election straight mm. away rather than wait, you know, for for longer? Because, uh, yeah, it just seems like people are like, okay, they're not even thinking about the political scandals and, mm. or even associating it with this election. At but all. How, how would you respond to the second statement about whether this is a referendum or not? Uh... I think Tarman is such a he's such an exceptional mm. candidate that he rises above all that. Mm. At the end of the day, like even no matter even people who voted didn't vote for him, I, I think the expectation was that he would still win. And mm. I think a lot of people voted based on whether it's sending a message or or you know, just making sure helping to make sure that, that people don't lose their, their deposit, right? Mm. Uh, and at least that's what I I was hearing a lot from people who voted who didn't vote for Tarman, right? Mm. So it wasn't. It, I mean, everyone already kind of knew that what the result was. And I think the moment it was announced, we were just talking about this is like the the fucking nuclear bomb that, that the PAP can put out to the biggest the gunner, yeah. yeah, the biggest gun, exactly. Mm. So yeah, it's 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 born out like that. It's, it's born out as such, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think if the incumbent were to look at this as like, wow, seventy percent of Singaporeans. Support a baby, <laughs> then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I totally agree that I think Taman, the the enigma of Taman, the brand of Taman mm. is super strong. Yeah, and I think it it cannot be used as a proxy to to approximate what people are feeling towards the the current establishment. Yeah, and again to Eugene Stan credit, he mm. he did point out that yeah a presidential election is very different from a uh, general election mm. where local issues and the local feeling and mood even within a district or a town or anything can make a very big difference uh, in how people feel mm, about mm, it. Mm. Like, like for example, like you look at MacPherson, you know, where, where our studio is. Uh, I think uh, the MP for MacPherson here, uh, what's her name, sorry? Um, Tim Peling. Tim mm, Peling. Mm, mm, mm. She's super popular amongst residents here like, because mm. of her visibility, because she's because of what she's done for the residents here. Uh, but if you look at the the national conversation around Tim Peling, all that it's it's about grab, it's about, you know, uh it's not not so favorable things like the, her coverage. Mm. But you really look at what what people are how people vote for her in first and all that, it's a totally different story. Like. So yeah, you know, it's very hard to take extrapolate whatever Tarman's 
uh, result was in, in the presidential election to mm. to the to us to the same level of success in the general election. Uh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It be we'll see, like We'll see. I mean, that's that's what sounds logical to us. But there are people they they probably have more data about voting and all that than we than we know. So like, right. Mm. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how they they take so it. What you, do you think? Like? I mean, I'm. I think overall, I'm just very happy we had an election. Mm. Uh, I think it is a good practice. Yeah, it sends a good signal. You can argue what about the process to get the candidates. You know, I think yeah. still think it's great that we had an election that people had to just think even for a bit who they want to cast their vote for. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that was great. Um. I mean, Taman being the new president, I'm excited to see what happens mm. because I know with the previous presidents, it always felt like a ceremonial president. Mm. I know, like, the description of a president's role has been ceremonial all the way till 2023. Like, mm. like when I hear people talk, it's always been ceremonial, ceremonial. Then suddenly this year, it's, wow, it's just so much focus on the finances of it. Mm. Like. You could argue reserves, that maybe yeah. it's to build the context to show why Taman is the best person mm. uh, because there is that, oh, you need to deal with money. Here's a guy who's good with money. Two and two together. But it's always been ceremonial, mm. right? So then now with more knowledge, with us also spending so much time talking about it, understanding it more, I am interested to see what he does. Yeah. I am interested to see how he uses his platform, how he delivers on what he has been promising mm. and, and yeah, like, what happens there. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the one big thing that I also read online was that this kind of blows out the, blows away the argument of the reserved election for the reserved election or something. Mm. That, uh, I mean, basically the reserved election was that uh, Singaporeans would vote according to their racial lines, right? Mm. That's why we need uh, to to have a reserve election for minority candidate. You mm. know, if for thirty years, if they don't come, and this shows you that no Singaporeans won't vote along racial lines. They'll mm. vote according to who they think is the best candidate, right? Yeah. And uh, literally, an argument from six years ago just looks like it looks like really a really bad analysis of the Singapore voter, mm. right? And this has shown. That's why I'm. I'm also glad uh, that yeah. that we've shown we've like Singapore is ready for non-Chinese uh, prime minister, uh, as Taman says it. Uh, you know, mm. we're not about uh, racial lines and all that. Really, about who's the best man for prime the job? Prime minister, president, different lah. Uh, Still no, but the hypothesis was that people vote uh, uh, mm. on racial lines and not looking at their resume, not looking at the caliber of the person. But this shows 100% it's, it's nonsense. Uh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I did hear also some racial undertones. Mm. Uh, just from friends talking about their extended networks. Mm. And then you know that hypothesis that, oh, pineapple was chosen to appeal to <laughs> the Chinese people. Yeah. And then then was like, huh, calligraphy really, uh? and all that was huh. to appeal to Chinese people. Then I was like, wow, really? Uh? Shit, that's, that's the high level. And I appreciate that even in his speech last night, he did say that race is never absent mm-hmm. from political or apolitical elections, but he's happy that this has risen above that. Yeah. Which I think is good. You acknowledge that race is always a thing. Yeah. Anyone who believes in this utopia, kumbaya world where no one cares about race, I think that's a bit too idealistic. Yeah, yeah. So he said that, and yeah, like, to get 70% of a vote, yeah, it's pretty pretty monumental. I think, mm. though, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that these sort of vote things only probably happen in like dita- dictatorships around the world or something. But, but vote like seventy percent for president, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in like the more uh, first world countries, first world, um, you, you rarely hear seventy percent vote for anything, la. Yeah, right, yeah, correct. So, so I mean, interesting, but um, I mean, I also feel we should bring back Ng Kok Song and Tan Kin Lian for round two unhinged. <laughs> uh. 
unhinged what like, like the, yo, another Kong. race or, or uh, like MMA fight uh, like no on our must, podcast oh, on our oh, podcast yeah yeah, yeah. we're like <laughs> we're like hey Kok Song now, now campaign over what do yeah, you really yeah. feel man yeah. then Dan Lian also like hey bro what's mm. up man what's up to recap quickly recap Angkok Song says he'll go back to his fund yeah. uh, the fund that he's running Yeah. Uh, and Tan Kin Lian said he'll go on to retire, enjoy retirement la, mm. continue enjoying retirement and go to uh, Forest City in mm. JP yeah, I think he posted this morning already <laughs> oh is it yeah, he's, yeah. Done he's, going, <laughs> he's done the way <laughs> after driving tra- Iris Ko out of the house yeah. last night la. Oh, Iris Ko yeah. and her bihun she probably tap out a lot of bihun tap out, yeah, yeah. because uh, the reporters don't want to eat already because she spewed so yeah. much she's like all over it already <laughs> Yeah. Then like now, now you think pineapple prices also gonna go up or not? I think in the last few days lah, cause all his supporters are all holding pineapple. pineapple I'm sure right. there's a major shortage of pineapples, uh, around uh, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. pineapple tarts. There's gonna be someone who will come up with like tamen pineapple tarts or something tamen, like yeah, that, like yeah. chocolate pineapple tarts or something. I don't know yeah. whether it's too racial. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I mean, it's true. Uh, this is a, probably the first time that there's such a beloved uh person mm. as the you know the figurehead the mm. the. the people's president you know mm-hmm. so yeah I mean like what you're saying literally of like uh, brands and, and uh, retailers all embracing this very popular and, and in, in the numbers bear it out as well the very mm-hmm. popular figure you know making dolls of him and things like that you know you never know man. oh I never see the doll I didn't see the doll I mean, no no I've never seen I'm oh. saying that, that hypothetically la, like such a beloved figure becoming uh, the political leader of the country or something. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm excited to see like when he goes for conferences and meeting other presidents, you know, what, what how it happens, like, you know. Yeah. What yeah. happens. I think, I think it'll be interesting. Mm. Um, I think it'll be interesting to hear what Halima does after she steps down on mm-hmm. September 14th. Mm-hmm. So, but, but also so just yeah, some, some reflection is, uh, you think like him, you know, like for example, not coming on our podcast, like, right? Do you think that was a uh, the right the right strategic move? Would would you say for someone like him, or even, wow. or I mean, maybe it's just maybe it's just matter of not time, no time. But let's assume that it's not about time, lah. Right? Mm. Let's just assume about you know the way we we do our podcast and everything, mm. What do you think? Eh? Mm, I think, uh, wow, well, uh, I would say probably a bit more like they would rather control the narrative. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I would say. And I'm trying to separate whether that's my ego talking or the reality. I do feel like looking at wherever he appeared, mm. there was a very conscious effort by his team to control the narrative. Like, make sure that, okay, there's nothing that comes out here that is like, you know, Tan Kin Lian sharing his thoughts on LGBTQ issues mm, mm. that goes viral and like, just becomes front and center for a short while. Yeah. Yeah, mm. were you? Yeah, I think because we do take it to the edge a bit more mm. with our questions and all that on a podcast, right? Or at least ask a follow-up question, right? Uh, that's what, you know, like what we saw with Tan Kin Lian. Mm. Uh, I think the moment he said that, <laughs> people could tell the looks on our faces. We're like, <laughs> what are you saying? And that was formed part of the narrative of, of uh, Tan Kin Lian's And that did right? go viral. Like it did go viral. It got picked up news outlets and it's it started, uh, you know, I would say it really... Uh, started a very big drive towards digging through Tan Kin Lian's uh, posts and everything. In and, and even the other candidates' views on LGBTQ issues. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it started a discussion and uh, always a difficult discussion, la, right, mm. when it comes to these social norms and all. So, yeah, you know, it, it's if the campaign was about let's focus on Tarman, the person, and not so much about all the other things around his policy making all that, 
And yeah, la, maybe maybe I think that's why it kind of explains to me why, uh, you know, it, we it was difficult to get him on the podcast, lah. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Maybe now should reach out to his team again. Uh, reply should, that yeah. same email. Respect for hey all. guys. Yeah. Hey guys, you know, congrats. Uh, yeah. But even as president, probably even got less time, la, Right? If anything, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think. I think even after George Go, you know, was was not eligible and everything, we did reach out to, mm. to him to want to talk to him. I more. mean, we should still try like at some point. It'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to get like yeah, I, to get him on. Yeah, on a, I mean, for me, it's 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 great that we came out of this election with new new candidates and new people that we know have contributed to Singapore and could have contributed more to Singapore and and can still contribute to Singapore. They're out there, right? Mm. You know, they're out there. They they've done very well in the public life. They don't even need to be running for mm. anything. But they're here to try and, uh, in whatever way, shape or form, to contribute to Singapore. Mm-hmm. And we should not take that for granted. Yeah. Know, we should celebrate the fact that we've discovered these people along the way. Because, I mean, Ang Kok Song is 75. Yeah. Tan Kilin 75. Yeah. Both do not need to do this. Yeah. Uh, but they, I mean, they were running, like, these past few months probably has been hectic mm-hmm. as hell for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so yeah, shout out, shout out to them. And I think, yeah, that it's, it's encouraging. It's mm-hmm. encouraging that there are people who care that much that, that that people feel strongly about the future of Singapore and yeah. so yeah so I think after the initial shock and all I'm like mm, okay lah let's let's see what happens lah. I think Singapore won lah. this oh, Singapore won we we've all won lah, this election mm-hmm. it has it has made everyone you know better informed about the reserves you know it has shown that we will vote for someone with the highest caliber the people who ran they ran I mean whatever they did they ran their own campaigns mm. you disagree with them on a lot of things but they came out with respectable results uh, they didn't lose their deposits and all mm. that right yeah. mm. Singapore won mm. Majula Singapura <laughs> Majula so, Singapura. Uh, apparently people stopped saying the online thing last night after Taman won and they just kept saying what Majula does online mean uh? Uh, like what like what lah you know that oh, kind of thing like, what yeah, yeah, yeah. okay 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 I see yeah 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 but, uh, then I mean, uh, even like PM Lee already told uh, Taman that you know they will work closely with him. Mm. Um. So and then, yeah, just just interesting lah. Yeah, I hope this erases the 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 very bad memories people have of Madame President and the reserve. Not the my election, president. Not my president. Like all these things. So, yeah, the presidency is not tainted with such like negative uh vibes lah. Right. Mm. On the internet. Yeah. But I mean, we did say before this that one piece of news that came out late last night. Was that Chamugam and Balakrishnan uh, suing <laughs> Lee Shin <Shen> Yang? <laughs> so people, yeah, were like, hey, let us enjoy this. Yeah. Let us enjoy this, like, fucking respite for a short while, can yeah. not? Before we resume regular programming, <laughs> yeah, that's why. suing for defamation. Yeah, My that's why. Well, allow yeah. it. Probably after, like, PM Lee, like, call, you know, new president, brother gets sued. <laughs> oh, part, and, part and parcel, uh, part and parcel of regular programming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe we can talk about one short comment, because yeah, I think I there have been a lot of interesting comments about this election yeah. recently. Do you have a one short comment? Uh I do. I just need to uh pull, pull it, up it up a little bit. Um Yeah. Me uh, too. Yeah. I think uh a lot of people have, have surprised us also, like, right? Mm. With their very uh insightful comments on uh YouTube. Uh you know, I, I used to think YouTube comments would just were just mostly like uh bots or something like that lah. but um it's not the case lah. i think i think um you can find very interesting comments that people have made about the election and they, they do bother to type it out even on youtube uh, a lot so <laughs> um harish you have your you have your 
your comment yet. Yes. Yes. Um, I have a comment on Reddit by Intelligent Cow Six Seven One Zero that posted on our podcast Four Three Two, where we talked about the teacher becoming an OnlyFans creator. Mm. So this redditor uh says they are a long time listener, but commenting on Reddit for the first time. Mm. Uh, because they thought that the segment about the teacher was uh interesting, because also in large part that they are a teacher themselves. Mm. Uh, and yeah, they they kind of wrote like some things that we did talk about uh, that um very eloquently put that uh, they like they feel like in society uh, there's an unhealthy relationship with educators as a profession. Mm. Uh, the private lives are kind of very held up to you know various forms of codes of conduct, mm. uh, social codes. Uh, but teachers are after all normal people. Yeah, you know like like you and me like they have their their flaws, they have their strengths, they have their desires, they have this. Uh, so it's about how we all need to re- readjust our expectation for teachers, like which which mm. I agree. Yeah. Um, and that teachers cannot be seen as the like such a moral authority for kids, such that they are role models. Like, they don't they don't mm. sign up to be role models. You yeah. become a teacher not to become a role model. Is to teach them, educate them, to educate and yeah. academic stuff, like, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, doesn't and I think yeah, there there is a very unhealthy. I mean, I'm not a parent uh, yet, uh, mm. and I can imagine. When you send your kid to school, there is that sort of inherent or potential sentiment that okay, mm. teachers spending so much time with the kids, teaching yeah. them academics, they should also teach them about life. Yeah. But yeah, so so they just said that, you know, perhaps teaching would be more palatable to many when it's just simply a job without all the additional social pressures. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the one comment that I saw on YouTube there, yeah, I think uh, really captures the spirit of what we've been talking about. Mm. Uh, it's a video of uh, the one where we talked about Taman and Kok Song sparring over who's, who's partisan and all that, right? Mm. So Lily Tra 7866 said, You can only spar if there are intelligent minds colliding. Mm. I'm enjoying the fact that I'm actually in a dilemma as, as to who I want to vote for for the first time. Mm. That's the result of fielding good candidates. Oh, so yeah, that's the, I think that's why I say Singaporeans win. Because mm. you, the fact that there's a dilemma that you can actually make a choice between people. Uh, and now with such a resounding mandate, like uh, you won't question that, right? That mm. he's the man for the job, right? Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, it's uh, I think we won. Okay, we won, man. Yeah, thank you to Lily Chua seven eight six six for sharing. That the was video. on on which video? On YouTube, uh, the Tamran and Unkok Song Spower partisanship. The same one about the teacher ah, and see, see, only see, fans see. and all that as well. I see. Yes. Cool. Um. And but yeah. Yeah, you have your one shook thing. I do actually. My one shook thing is um a video that has come out on this channel called uh, Economics Explained, which is a very big YouTube channel that actually uh, they do very interesting deep dives into like why certain countries, why like certain crises happen in certain countries, mm. you know, like say Sri Lanka or Myanmar, what's going on in Myanmar and all that. And a video that they just put out five days ago, there will never be another Singapore. Mm. And they explain why, you know, although uh, a lot of uh, countries in other regions try to emulate Singapore or say they want to be the Singapore of Africa or the Singapore of Europe and things like that, this video is saying why there will never be another Singapore mm. and why the conditions for another Singapore to rise up will never exist. Yeah. And and like what what generally is the is the gist uh, of it? I think the gist of it is the the political situation in Singapore the. Mm. The, the time in which uh, Singapore, uh, you know, came out independent and everything. 
was a very different time back then compared to what it is now. La. And mm. people thinking that it's just because low taxes and a very pro-business environment, that's why Singapore's successful. No, la. there's a lot of other things in place, our geographic uh, location as well. Mm. And, you know, placing bets on certain industries that, you know, really did, did uh, pave the way for, for to make Singapore what it is today. La. Five mm. decades to go from really impoverished to to a very uh to a very rich uh, country, uh, but also points out certain that it's not all a bit of roses either la. There's certain things about the statistics that also don't uh that, that don't reflect the true reality of what's on the ground. Mm. So I, I thought it was okay. It's quite a balanced uh discussion about this uh. I see. I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh. And it's a uh, not a Singapore channel la. No, no, no. It's a uh, Ang Mao dude like talking about like. Economics in Singapore and all. Yeah. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, my one show thing is that I finally started watching uh Barry season four. Ah, okay. Yeah. So Barry is a show on HBO that stars mm-hmm. uh, Bill Hader. Yeah. Of SNL fame. Um, and I think the previous seasons have been my one show thing at different moments also. Mm. Uh, it basically is a story about this war veteran who comes back and becomes like an uh, assassin for hire. Yep, yep. And he ends up joining an acting class because he needs to kill a fellow actor. And then he realizes he loves acting. Mm, mm. And he slowly descends, uh, becomes like a normal citizen. But he keeps getting pulled back by the assassin world. Like, and it's a mm. comedy. Like. Mm, mm. So season four is so dark. But it's so sometimes disturbing, but also very captivating. Because... Yeah, like, like it just, it just, um, it's rare that you see a comedy go to those sort of spaces. And the nice thing is, it's like a 28 minute episode. So mm. it's not like an hour long thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, like, it's good. Like, but, and you kind of need to start from season one, season yeah. two. You ever watched how many seasons, really? Uh, one and a half. Yeah. One and a half. Yeah. Like, it didn't, it didn't pull you in that much. Uh, uh I think one season was, was funny enough. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it think, gets less yeah. funny over time. Like. Oh, less funny. No, as in, the funny is kind of like, it's less laugh out loud funny, bit darker la, but yeah. darker funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is nice la, which is nice. Yeah. I like. I I thought they took a very interesting mm. tone la, the yeah. first season. Yeah, maybe I. It might be something I might get back to. Mm. Uh, there's a whole backlog of things I need backlog, to get back to. Yeah, but that was my that was yeah. my one show thing, man. Well, yes, welcome to the new Singapore, everyone. Cool, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> era of Tarman, yes. Tarman Shamugaratnam. But yeah, yes. we we see how it goes lah. Mm. Cool. Thanks everyone for listening.